Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for lost and forgotten characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Dayton. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Dayton, or known as uh, Burb, uh, all over Discord. Uh, I am an avid Marvel Crisis Protocol player. I am a very competitive player. I play mainly Shield and Guardians. I uh, was up at LVO, tearing some uh, games there. Yeah. And I was, uh, yeah. Yes, and that is where I ended up meeting you. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did you end up enjoying LVO? I super enjoyed LVO. It was, yeah. a, it was a ton of great time. Uh, being able to meet a lot of people that I've been talking to online in person was super mm-hmm. cool. Being able to play a ton of games, it was a amazing time. Yes. Um, I, I didn't get to play any games because I was working it, but it was definitely an amazing time overall. Especially getting to like see the community was really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Um... So now, I must ask you what some consider the hardest question of the week, which is, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? So, a character I want to see, or I guess characters, would be like, maybe an Anti-Venom, or even a Scream, or really really any new symbiotes. I would really like, I think a symbiote affiliation, even in itself, would be super duper cool. So, you want to see Null? Null would also be great. I would uh-huh. also... Yeah, he'd be like, an amazing leader. If they're going to do a symbiote affiliation, it's going to be Null. Let's be honest. For sure. He yeah. would be the yeah. leader of a symbiote affiliation. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would, I'm definitely with you on Scream. Scream is a very cool character. Um, so yeah, I would be down to see that as well. So yeah, no, that's a good pull. Uh, symbiote's always fun. Speaking of symbiotes, have you gotten the chance to play... Uh, Separation anxiety. I have not, but I I really really want to. Uh, there has been I want to say three events in my area, and every single time they were going to do it, I had something like going that day, and it oh. made me so mad. I have played a lot of the other ones, like mm-hmm. like just the park of luck and all the other ultimate encounters, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play separate anxiety so bad because it looks so fun, and I just have not been able to. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Separation Anxiety. I also think the Dormammu, uh, not the Dormammu Ultimate Encounter, but the Domain of Dread Dormammu, the organized play mm-hmm. kit, is also a very solid one. Yeah, I don't think I played that. I think the only ones I haven't play, played are the Dormammu one, Separation Anxiety, and the Magneto one. I think those are the only ones I haven't played. The Magneto one is interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, now then, who did you bring for us to talk about today? We have some Crimson Dynamo, who I think is top three for threats in the game right Mm. now. That, fair enough. I, I like him a fair bit, um, but I was also a Winter God player for a fair bit of time. Um, and I know you have found love for him in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Um. Which, as as much as I love shield, talking about Shieldless, uh, I don't think we want to do that today, because this show is about <laughs> finding new homes. Yes, yeah. Um, 
So, are there any other affiliations that jump out to you as places you want to bring him? Um, obviously, Steve Avengers is mm-hmm. a big one, which, I mean, obviously, someone's good in Steve Avengers. Uh, <laughs> super crazy. Uh, but being able to do Disruption Shield for one power mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Because uh, you could just he just do it all over the place. Being able to uh, propulsion thrusters for one power means he can like also get to the midline like really quickly, like mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I want to go in a similar but slightly different direction, which is uh, I've been playing some Sam spam recently, and like that yes. old style of Sam spam of being a bunch of threes, a couple twos, and then one marquee four that is really going to affect the board. I think Crimson Dynamo could be that marquee four that affects the board. I 100% agree. He keeps all of your three threats alive longer, um, and the same leadership lining up those beams or getting you into range to defensive matrix the next target is so nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was I I 100% agree that he's he's great in Sam spam. Uh, being able to move around a character because he's not the fastest in the world and getting him to move around out of turn to get set up those beams is definitely great. Yeah. Um, yeah, with so many characters, being able to disruption field like a ton is great. Getting extra power on him, getting heals because he's he has pretty good stamina is mm-hmm. yeah definitely great. Uh, any other places that jump to mind for you? Uh, let's see. I mean, obviously he's very good in his own home of Winterguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's best there. Uh, yes. I but also, as is tradition with the show, we will not put them in any affiliation that they are listed in. We're bringing these out of affiliation. Yeah. Uh, I also have been trying him out in Guardians, which I also really like. Yeah. Um, he's great there, just to pack in the energy attacks and just you know getting some rerolls is great, and being able to uh, like uh, the disruption field for the rest of your team. Um. The only thing I have not liked him around in Guardians is Guardians has lately has some some pretty fun four threat toys. So bringing yeah. a, an unaffiliated is definitely not the the funnest right now. But mm-hmm. I do think he's very solid there too. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple that I want to bring up, and the first one's a little weird. Um, but I think he's a solid convocation pick. Ooh. Um. He doesn't take a downgrade from books being turned on, which is positive. But, like, Convocation has an issue with being weak to physical attacks, right? Yeah. And occasionally energy attacks. And he gives you protected protection on the type disadvantage while also giving out shock, which is just generally good in the aggressive versus aggressive matchup. Yeah. And whenever he gets attacked, he gets to reposition. Yeah. So I think that is an interesting idea. Um, yeah, I think that could definitely definitely work out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great potato for potato tribal kingpin criminal syndicate. Um. So that Kingpin Criminal Syndicate is a very boring plan, but man, does Crimson Dynamo play into that very boring plan? <laughs> yes, uh, I've also tried him a lot out in uh, X Force. This uh, place I've wanted to use him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 
pretty great there because uh, you know they they like those those e shapes mm-hmm. you know with cable and everything and obviously Dynamo loves the e shapes you know yeah. able to use those beams all over the place um, and then using cable to like add defensive dice and then him to like reroll the attack dice just like really brings home like a lot of that defensive bubbles yeah um, I also think he's very solid in Strucker Hydra. Ooh, yeah, for the shock, moving around. Uh-huh. Well, moving around, uh, giving out the shock, moving around conditions just generally. But also, he is a character with defensive tech. And so healing on characters with defensive tech is always more valuable than just normal flat healing. Yeah. So, I think that is uh, powerful because he he also does some weird stuff with some of the underused characters in that affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically Viper. Because um, if you have never uh, defensive matrixed a martial prowess attack, it is so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, I'm going to lower your attack successes so uh, you take damage because you didn't deal me any damage. Nina Nana Poo Poo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I for sure uh, think he could definitely be great there. That's an interesting one. I'll I'll definitely have to try that out. Yeah, I I love building myself some some Strucker jank lists. Those are always a tough one. Yeah, I I don't even think he's that jank because he gives out conditions super consistently, so he's healing most turns. Um, and he has the health pool plus damage reduction that that healing matters, and he gives defensive tech into. Uh, the less sturdy characters in that affiliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just want to talk about the new thing that has been shown off in the ring, uh, which is MODOK uh, Criminal Syndicate. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated by this. <laughs> yeah, I... I think his leadership looks super good. Uh, I think it could work with Dynamo. I mean, obviously, he's a character that fishes for those those uh, wilds anyways, so yep. trying to get more through is great. Mm-hmm. But it, it's... Well, he's not the best character. He's a fine character to use it. Um, mm-hmm. The way that this ramps up the power of rerolls is really interesting. Because once yeah. you get your trigger, you get an additional success. So a reroll of one die into a wild suddenly makes two successes rather than one. Um, yeah. Or, in some interesting cases, you have characters that have that wild shield flurry. That suddenly this makes that so much more achievable. Your, yeah, for sure. Your two symbol, one of them being a wild... Uh, Triggers suddenly become so much more feasible. So, he is a character I am fascinated by and cannot wait to play. Yes, uh, New Modoc looks like a, a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Even aside from his leadership, I think the character just looks pretty great. Uh, it's what? cool to see um, the uh, the weird uh, reverse bodyguard because yes. if I'm correct, I think that's only present on the old Red Skull. Yes, and he could do some weird ass stuff with it. I, I have been a proponent of OG Red Skull for a long time because he is, at the time, for a long time, the only character that has the weird reverse bodyguard, which mm-hmm. 
on teams with like the likes of like Venom or Sabretooth was powerful. Um, even even in a Shield roster, you could do some funky stuff with that of playing yeah. on your opponent's turn. And then he was also the only character that has two ways to displace size five characters. Yeah. Because people forget he has his spender can throw if it deals damage any size character and then he has a wild push on any size character on his strike. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm for sure very excited for the, the weird reverse bodyguard shenanigans. Mm -hmm. uh, Criminal Syndicate getting another crazy four threat uh, leader is pretty yeah. pretty interesting. And, like, I've been playing old MODOK recently, and old MODOK is still a house. Yeah, he's definitely underused. Um, I was playing a team of MODOK, Shadowlands, Daredevil, and Crystal. Um, where you could... Uh, at, 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 uh, you could get the power to uh, aim Lackey's turn one on Crystal so she gets a long move into a double beam into a full, fifth attack on turn one. Yeah. I like that. It was cool. disgusting. <laughs> and you have double weevils. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but back to Crimson Dynamo. Um, I also think there's just a case for OG Red Skull Cabal. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Because you are attacking a lot. Um, and he goes through power very quickly on Defensive Matrix. So increasing that power generation when he is getting three to four attacks in a single turn is big. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Crimson Dynamo makes power fairly quick, but he definitely goes through it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you can, and I think Rascal's leadership is an amazing way to get him more power. I think he could definitely do a lot of work there. Mm -hmm. Um, were there any other places that jumped out to you? Um, in specific, uh, I think he could be pretty interesting in Inhumans. Yeah. You know, pushing, uh, cause not only giving power to him, but also he, uh, he can uh, do his action to gain two power. Mm -hmm. So he can also kind of hand out power a lot yep. easier to kind of turn on some of their uh, jank. Yeah. Um, and uh, Black Bolt isn't, you know, the, the tankiest of characters. So being able to add uh, some extra defensive tech to him is mm -hmm. definitely very nice. And he is... He is surprisingly solid on offense already. Yeah. Like... Range four, five dice, energy. Energy is the weakest uh, defensive type in the game. Um, and it has a built-in pierce. That is a lot of offensive capability for range four. Yeah. But yeah. And Inhumans in have started to show up recently. Like, post-LVO, Inhumans have really started to show up. Yeah, they they sure have. I think they're a lot better than people say. Oh, I think yeah. Black Bolt is dogged on a little bit more than he should be. Mm -hmm. I think if Black Bolt as a character was any better, they would have to nerf the leadership, and the leadership is too fun. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've talked about a lot of options. Which option do, uh, are we going to go down the rabbit hole for today? Um, you know, I really liked what you were talking about with convocation. That sounds really interesting. Cool. I, I like to see what we can do more with that. Cool. So the first thing we do is get in the bar with Nordor because there isn't an obvious leader. Yeah. Who is the first character in convocation that jumps out to you? Um. So first character. Uh, I think uh, definitely uh, Doctor. St- I mean, I I love Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think he's a whole lot of fun, uh, yeah. and I think he also pairs well with Dynamo. He's able to move him around mm-hmm. and move enemies around too, so you can set up those beams. Yeah, and he also has he like doubles down on the defensive options. It's going to be so hard to kill a like books torn Doctor Strange plus Dynamo. Yeah. So yeah, I can 100% see that. And the really nice thing about Convocation is they can actually go three wide at eight if you want to do a dynamo and then a big guy or something like that. So, Or you can start scaling up their pieces. So they actually end up being really modular. So you can fit in a four threat splash and another big splash super easily. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think we have to get in Doctor Voodoo. He is just so good. For sure, for sure. Doctor Voodoo is pretty crazy, even more crazy in Convocation. Yes, I, I I'm still I of the opinion that Doctor Voodoo needs to be adjusted. I I agree. I oh, yeah, he's definitely a little bit more than he should be. Yes, uh, he needs uh it to return to him when he dazes. One hundred percent. I think I think that is the. I think that will do enough. Um, yeah, uh, I personally think possess should uh, also probably be once per turn. But yes, that is very fair. I keep forgetting it's not. Yeah. Just feels like an ability that would be once per turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do we think of the three threats in Convocation? Um, so personally, I'm a pretty big fan of magic. I like her there. Yeah, um, she is a go-forward piece, and giving her a little bit extra defense is really solid. Because, like, she can do a lot of offense, but she has no inbuilt defense other than against Mystic Attack, which are Rare or non-books turns. Yeah. Uh, and then, I'm a big fan of Clea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Clea definitely makes a, makes the cut. Yeah, she, she helps with your internal mobility. She has power generation, very consistent power generation. Um... And she is a character with a throw that people forget about. And a character throw yes. at that. Yes, definitely can't undervalue those those character throws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I 100% think we take Wong just for math. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. I I like Wong in Convocation a lot, just outside mm-hmm. of just being the affiliated too. Mm-hmm. Um, though, speaking of one of my favorite pieces in Convocation, let's talk about Ancient One. I love Ancient One. Yeah. I I I wish I I, I don't know why she isn't in more of my lists. <laughs> uh-huh. Have you ever played her in? Uh, Mystique affiliation. I have not. Because uh, you can double walk up, pick up an extract from the midline, get your rebate, and then uh, miss backwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that. That's great. Yeah. Um, And she is, like, surprisingly tanky with her, like, you get two defensive rebels all the time, and martial artist occasionally, or five mystic defense. Like, she does so yeah. much more on defense than you think she does. Yeah. Um, yeah, her low defense dice is definitely on physical or is very misleading. It's like, yeah. you get two dice, but they're like the best two dice you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a competition between her and Modoc because Modoc has two dice, we will however many I need to, plus you don't have wilds. Versus her, I get two weevils, but I also get to count blanks. Yeah. Which, so yeah, that that is very comparable. I love Ancient One. Again, she is also, for me, someone that is not in enough lists. So what about outside of Convocation? Who jumps out to you? So outside, all right. Well, personally, I I also really like Scarlet Witch in my convocation. Mm. Normally, for my other five besides Doctor Strange, I'll either have Scarlet or uh, Ebony Maw. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet, solid picks. Yeah, normally Scarlet makes the cut for me just because she's a character I wish I could have in more lists, just because she's uh, a fan favorite of mine. Very very fair. So let's put it in there for now. I want to talk about uh, an upcoming piece that I think is actually going to be very interesting in Convocation, mm-hmm. which is a Mortal Hulk. Ooh, I was actually thinking about this other day when I saw his uh, his five Mystic defense. Yeah. And then yeah. whenever someone attacks a Mortal Hulk, you get to reposition a Mortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that big he, base. he likes some of the healing that is inherent in Convocation between Strange, uh, the defensive tech from... Uh, like, you can make a Mortal Hulk never die between Strange Supreme and uh, Crimson Dynamo. Yeah, for sure. Though it may be a little tight to get all of that in there. Yeah, that'd be what's... 16 points with just them? Yeah. But you can do, uh, like, Magic Clea Wong, who will also help with the healing, Immortal Hulk Crimson Dynamo at 19. Yeah. And that just seems annoying. Yeah, I think Immortal Hulk uh, would be pretty cool in Convocation. I like that. But yeah. Um, I also, on the three-threat end, I find Blob an interesting convocation piece. Blob. He doesn't benefit from books at all, but that reposition, much like in S.H.I.E.L.D., 
allows them to spend to reduce damage for, with ha 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 that tickles, and then reposition into range for the push. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Then Convocation just has too many good options for splashes. <laughs> and, like, it does. It weird does. options, too. Um, yeah, they kind of do a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, I've also played a bunch of Electra in Convocation, which, like, I know Electra is not the most well-loved character in the world, but I love her. And... Yeah. The ninjas being able to rebate your books on turn two is neat. Uh, she's a range three five dice pure mystic attack. Um, but yeah, I know I know people are way more mixed on Electra than I am. Yeah, I think I definitely want her to have at least one. I think most convocation lists should have at least one of the characters that throw out grunts though, because grunts are just so good in convocation, just be able to run them into a fight to get the books back online. Yeah. But which grunts? Because there are now three different types of grunts. Yeah. Because, um, um, like, you have Red Skull, who also has self-detonating grunts. Uh, because of the Hydra Assault. And they also get to play on Secure, which is I don't really know which side is the weak side or the strong side for Convocation because generally they're more of an attrition team. Yeah, for for me, I'm normally jumping between the two. Mm -hmm. For a Grant's character, I've always used Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Just just because the... I like the hand ninjas because the one problem with the the shield grunts is that Nick Fury doesn't really want them dead. Yeah. Cause he, he kind of plays around with them more. Whereas like characters like Daredevil and Electra and Red Skull can have them die and just be like totally fine with it. Like yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what, which grunt character do you want to get in there? Uh, yeah, I'd say probably go Daredevil. Daredevil? Okay. Yeah. Shadowlands Daredevil. He is an interesting pick for sure. Um, he is also a tanky ass character. Yeah, which I think fits into our uh, to our theme of this list mm-hmm. of just bringing in those tanky guys and buffing them with Diamond Amo. Yeah. So that currently puts us at a full 10. But there are so many more options to talk about, right? Yeah. There are totally more options. Um, but yeah, because like, we just had two really interesting convocation pieces come out in Emma Frost and Psylocke. Ooh, yeah. I think Emma Frost is also would be another really great one. Yeah. She is such an interesting character. Like, I I have not picked up my Emma Frost yet just because I haven't gone into the store at time of recording yet. 
Um, but I, 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 ha- I cannot wait to see her on the table and play her. Um, yes. Yeah, I have played. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a. Uh, I have played one game with her, and she was a blast. Uh, I played numerous games against her. Uh, all in Shield, which Emma Frost absolutely decimates Shield. She's so good into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think like uh, Psylocke is going to be insane. Yeah, I I I 100% agree. I think I think people are kind of sleeping on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty crazy. Yeah, and like. I know we aren't talking about X-Force, but I think she does some nerdy things in X-Force. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because, like, you can cat and mouse her forward, and then if they go contest in the middle point, you have the range four to get the Cybo, and so even if... And then you get the... You may get the advance, and then from there, you can have suddenly have the power to do kinetic combat enhancement and get a telekinetic uh, katana tone one. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, also, as per recent episode, uh, a unit you like a lot, the Howling Commandos, are insane in, uh, freaking X-Force. Yes. Because you can cat and mouse someone forward and then activate Howling Commandos, go walk, shoot, and if you get the pursuit trigger, you walk, actually pursuit with them for once. And then Sister in Arms, the person that you cat and mouse forward, and it go covers an insane distance. Yeah, for sure. The uh, I I love doing the just turn one, walk, shoot, brothers in arms, someone forward. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of fun. It's amazing, actually, with Crimson Dynamo. I think it's one of the best turn one plays with him if you are playing him in Shield, or even just with uh, Medusa or the Commandos. Yeah. If you just yeah move, shoot whoever in the midline, move them up. I love it with Crimson Dynamo. It's even cooler with Rhino or like Hulk or the big base characters because you can make them start their turn actually like on the midline, like contesting the middle point. I did that with Modok because I had a we were playing uh, Senators at nineteen, and it was uh, Crystal Modok uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, which is nine twelve. So I have. I had seven more to pick, which was uh, the Howling Commandos and Rhino. It was a dirty team. Yeah. I yeah, I love the Commandos with Rhino, because they can... Because like for most games, it's like Rhino's moving once at the very first turn. And with the Commandos, like Rhino's not actually spending an action on a movement the entire game. He's just he's just attacking. So I actually used them to reposition Modok forward, turn one. Yeah. Because he just Modoc he doesn't want to move at all. He just wants to double attack. So repositioning him with other characters is very nice. For sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same basic principle. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So, currently, currently, I have Dynamo, Strange Supreme, Doctor Voodoo, Magic, Clea, Wong, Ancient One, Scarlet Witch, Shadowlands Daredevil, and the Immortal Hulk. Is there anybody in there that you want to change out for someone else? So, I do think we probably have a bit of an influx of fours. Mm Mm-hmm. So... 
we could probably knock one of them for probably another three. Yeah. Who would you knock out? Uh, so, obviously, definitely Crimson Dynamo yes. is staying. 100%. Uh, and I definitely think Ancient One should stay, too. Mm-hmm. Do we and get rid of that, Voodoo because he's boring? Yeah. Uh, that is a rough one. Uh, like it's probably not the right call, but it's the fun call. Yeah, I think I think the right call would probably be Daredevil, but I I do think the fun call is get rid of Voodoo. <laughs> cool. Are we going with the fun call? I think we go with the fun call. Okay. So what three threat do we want in here? Cause they're. We have options. We do. We have a lot of options. Um, and I must bring up uh, one of Crimson Dynamo's red brethren, uh, Mr. Red Guardian. Red Guardian, I think, would be a very solid option because he also does benefit from books. Yeah. And he brings and... heroes for hi- uh, knockoff heroes for hire, a.k.a. Comrades Keeper. Um... Okay, Thing, why do literally every member of the Winter Guard have four energy, uh, four mystic defense? <laughs> you know, like, they, they're all just really smart. <laughs> even the bear has four mystic defense. Yeah, I think high mystic defense is one of the greatest mysteries of MCP. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> There is so many characters in this game that I think it's very strange. Like I, I still don't understand why why two threat Black Widow has four Mystic Defense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, another four Mystic Defense character that we're not going to play because he's another four threat. But I do want to bring up in the convocation discu- discussion. Ultron is such a fun convocation splash. I agree. I love Ultron. I I used to play him a lot in Black Order. And I think he'd be great at convocation. I do, I do agree. Because on um, Book's turn, he turns into uh, four with double wilds. Yeah. Um, though, speaking of dumb characters that get weird things out of books, have you tried Convocation Deadpool? I have not tried Convocation Deadpool. So he's a 3 3 4. So he gets book bump, but also he cannot be pushed or advanced by the effects of mystic attacks. So by turning all your uh, enemies' physical attacks into mystic attacks with books, he can't be pushed or uh, advanced by any of their physical or mystic attacks for a turn. It is very funny. I'm not sure if it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There are, Convocation has so many good options. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Ultron thing, I think Sentinels could also work very well yes. for the same reasoning if they got the, mm-hmm. the Mystic Double Wild thing. Yep. 100% agree there. Just... Just so many good 4-thread options. <laughs> yeah. And good. there's good options all up and down the board. I just think... The four threats are the most interesting design space. They do yeah. the most unique things because three threats are generally super focused. 
And fight threats are gen- kind almost always generalists that have to like do everything to meet their threat value. Any mm-hmm. five threat and above is really like that. Four threat is the point value where you can do some stuff, but not everything. And it leads to some really interesting com- combinations. Yeah. Uh, other three threats. Um, not necessarily benefiting from convocation, but benefiting from uh, Mr. Crimson Dynamo. How do you feel about Proxima Midnight? Proxima Midnight's an interesting one, definitely, because, yeah, Martial Prowess is great with the, uh, mm-hmm. the disruption field. I think she could work. Uh, another one that I also really liked uh, was Moon Knight. Ooh, yeah, Moon Knight's an interesting one. Because he can he can finally use his uh, his defensive ability with the mystic attacks. Yep. Also, so this is a thing we have noticed recently. That I have noticed recently. Moon Knight is really interesting on scrolls. Because um, if you are bringing... Eye on, eyes on the prize. He has a 50-50 shot of being able to pick up a scroll, uh, pick up the, one of the middle scrolls and walk back with it. Because mm-hmm. um, either he rolls a crit result and gets an extra move action so you can double move, maybe even to your opponent's scroll, pick it up, and then move back. Or he gets uh, a shield or a blank where he can eye on the prize your scroll after one movement and then move back. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it is a 50-50 dice roll, but it's an interesting thing. Of like... Because Moon Knight hasn't been seen all that often recently. Yes, he hasn't. I also think he's pretty pretty underrated. Yeah. Besides, he is very squishy. Mm-hmm. But he can dish out a lot more damage than he probably should. Yeah. Um and like that spender is so good. Yeah. So yeah. I I am down to put in Moon Knight. I'm I'm also down for Moon Knight. Cool, let's get Moon Knight in there. So our our characters are Crimson Dynamo, Strange Supreme, Magic, Clear, Wong, Ancient One, Scarlet Witch, Shadowlands, Daredevil, the Immortal Hulk, and Moon Knight. Yeah, cool. I like it. I'm guessing we're playing double E? Yes, yes. With gamma. What is our third pick? Third pick. Alright, well, if we are doubling down the Crimson Diamond, we're taking, trying to take him every game. Mm-hmm. We want another somewhat centralized one. Uh, so probably like a... Probably... Probably Infinity Formula for the B. Very fair, yeah. I'm I'm 100% down for it. Though, I will say, um, I am, I think Crimson Dynamo is so much more able, I think Crimson Dynamo and the Winter God as a whole are not as much of a, like, group-up Death Ball team as some people design them as. I think they can work very well as a on Ds, I think they are a surprisingly good D team because they just 
consistently win out 1v1s pretty regularly. And that's some of what you want on a D. I agree. I think people just see Crimson Dynamo, who is someone who likes to big group ups. And that's normally your top, uh, like your MVP of Winter Guards. They kind of assume that's how the whole team functions. But I, I agree that aside from him, the rest of the team can function outside of the, the big group ups. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he is so good at winning a 2v1 side of the board by himself on a D. Um, that Crimson Dynamo can do stuff on these in surprising ways. But that is also when he has things like uh, Sovereign Strike to supplement his damage profile. Yeah. Which people underestimate that card. Yes, I, I agree. Sovereign Strike is a lot, a lot better than people think. Uh-huh. Uh, it not costing an action or anything, just being able to do it is yeah. And it takes out a size for a piece of train, so it's also kind of proactive place for impact. Yeah, for sure. If you're not planning on throwing anything, getting rid of it is pretty big. So, uh, what about extracts? Extracts. Uh, Let's see. Probably... Montessi to keep things centralized. Uh And it's also, we want... We don't mind giving our opponent mystic attacks because we do good stuff yes. into mystic attacks. For sure. Cool. So what What else? Uh, maybe researcher. Yeah, I can definitely see a researcher angle here. Another centralized crisis. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's a bigger question for you um how good is immortal hulk on cubes i think immortal hulk is great on cubes i i i think people are really like not realizing how fast immortal hulk can heal off damage (laughs) like being able to heal like once per turn once he has that um uh, immortality token like Mm -hmm. after every single person's turn is yeah. like he's he's healing quick and if he isn't had the mortality token then he doesn't really care if he's taking damage because yeah. then once he gets it then he can heal a ton if he has a ton of power which the cubes are now giving him extra power i i think he'd be pretty great on it mm-hmm. i think he's going to be a monster on cubes so do we want to bring cubes just to like do hulk shenanigans i think we could definitely do cubes mm-hmm. so yeah so that is that. So we have bar with the the bar with no door already. What uh, are we bringing Crimson Dynamo's card? I'd probably say no. I am personally not a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting card, but I I think I agree with you. Where it's kind of mid. Yeah. Uh, especially in convocation that yeah. has a lot of good card options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, and then, as of recording of this episode, the Immortal Hulk cards have not officially been spoiled, so we're not going to touch on them today. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to worry about that. So convocation cards. Yes. So I think, obviously, Ironbound books. Yes. I mean... That's staple. Uh, I also think playing for pol- playing a Poltadoc is a big one. 
Yeah. Should definitely take. And then I also like Astral Ring. Astral Ring is a very interesting one. I can definitely see it. Like, I think, I think Bar With No Door and I Am Bound books are really, really solid. And then you get, like, a toss-up of, like, three or four, two of the three or four, three or four other cards. Because I think Planes of Poldark is really, really solid. Astral Ring is really solid. Um, I think we need to re-examine uh, Book of Cagliostro. Yes, I was also going to say, if we don't take Astral Ring, then probably Book of Cagliostro. Those are normally the two I bounce between. Um, I also think uh, Wand of Watum is something that has been slept on. Because uh, uh. either it is additional defensive tech, um, if you think you need it, or yeah. you make... An attack that gives out incinerate, uh, incinerate shock or slow. Yeah. But I, I am thinking for this one, we go with astral ring. Yeah. I think extending our range of influence is going to be a powerful tool for us. Yeah. Um. Now, can also go ahead? I also think astral ring is a really good researcher for characters we can like throw someone we can like use the ring to have someone go on to the researcher point while not actually going into the yeah. scrum and yeah that does make a lot of sense yeah now character specific cards there's only like a couple here that we even have options of um because like yeah i think we do journey through limbo yeah i i agree i agree i think journey through limbo is definitely a take Mm-hmm. And then the only other option is: Do we bring a Scarlet Witch card? I think we do. I I could really see going either way toward either of them. I think No More Mutants is the more popular pick, but I also really like Whims of Chaos. Whims of Chaos does so much because it is. I would personally lean towards Winds of Chaos because it is both healing, which is something we're already keyed into doing, and either incinerate or hex. Or root. All of which are devastating abilities. Yeah. Um, I think also since we're taking cubes, just the so everyone's gonna kinda have a lot of people on our team are gonna have like one or two damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a, a an early nice play. I agree. We should take whims. Yes, and then um, I think we go the boring route of brace patch up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think brace and patch up are definitely the probably the our best restricteds. Mm-hmm. So that just leaves us with two unrestricted cards. Uh, which ones jump out to you of the unrestricted in general? Um, so I really like fallback. I think fallback's pretty great mm-hmm. for being able to. So let me bring this one up. Uh, have you played escort to safety with Crimson Dynamo? I. Don't believe I have. So but, uh, 
he can, you send someone into the middle to pick up a middle objective. Cool. As long as they can survive the one turn, which half the time, uh, if you're playing like a D uh, extract or something, they probably won't retaliate that immediate turn not to give you the extract advantage. You can do one walk action with Crimson Dynamo and then gain two power and then you're within range and have the power to escort to safety the person on the midline. Yeah, I like that. I I do agree, escort saves could be good. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting play pattern that people do not rock immediately. Yeah. As a an avid eye in the sky user, I am totally down to taking escort to safety. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 eye in the sky unaffiliated. <laughs> um then do we want the other card to be fallback on top of escort to safety, or do we want something else in that spot? I think both of them might be a little overkill, so yeah. probably probably take it like since we do still have one of them though mission objective probably wouldn't be a terrible pick yeah mission objective very interesting also um how do you feel about psychic shielding device in convocation i think i used it once and it didn't work out for me but Mm -hmm. i would be down to try it again because on your books turn you play psychic shielding device with enough power to cover your team and suddenly you're getting mystic attack plus one dice so two of the attack types become mystic um and so you're getting plus one device and you can't be advanced or pushed by those effects i don't know if it's great it certainly kicks web warriors in uh while they're down. Yeah, it, it definitely gives us a lot of anti-control. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, mission objective is always a good card. I have kind of cooled on it as we have gotten more and more, a, a, after the crisis change where there's a bunch more only one can carry. Yeah. Um, and also we are a team that is actively bringing researcher. But we're also a team that's actively bringing cube. So, yeah, mission, uh, I would be fine with mission objective. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think we should probably tr- maybe try out size exceeding device. I think that I think that looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's a Since weird card. It may not work, but we're here to experiment, are we not? For sure. Yeah, I, I do agree that since we are running a research or a mission objective might not be the most ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, so that's a full roster for us. Excuse me. Uh, so, for those of you at home, the full roster is Crimson Dynamo, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Magic, Clear, Wong, Ancient One, Scarlet Witch, Shadowlands, Daredevil, The Immortal Hulk, and Moon Knight. For tactic cards, The Bar with No Door, Ironbound Books of Shuma Grath, Planes of Poldark, Astral Ring, Journey Through Limbo, Winds of Chaos, Brace for Impact, Patch Up, Escort to Safety, and Psychic Shielding Device. For Secures, we have Demons Downtown, Has Our Come Up and Come To You, Gamma Wave Sweeps Across Midwest, Infinity Formula Goes Missing, Montessi Formula Found, 
resource station attacked, and struggle for the cube continues. Yeah, I think that is an interesting roster. Yeah. Well, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, I am on Discord. Uh, my uh, Discord handle is B-E-R-B, Burb. Mm -hmm. I am all over, I'd say, pretty much most of the MCP Discords. Uh, probably chatting somewhere. I uh, play TTS pretty much most days around 3 p.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. I'd uh, love to chat or play a game. Mm -hmm. And you are now officially in the Morlocks Discord, which you at home can gain access to by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash White, where not only do you get access to the Morlocks Discord, you also get my bonus episodes. For $2 a month, you get my monthly check-ins and quarterly playlists, and for $5 a month, you get the bonus uh, Marvel Crisis show called The Darkhold, which contains all of my little secrets and what I have been personally testing, as well as my bonus episodes with guests, which there should be one uh, coming out sometime this month on Scream 6. I'm waiting to uh, officially announce it until we have a date set to record, because things are busy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>